Hello, and welcome to the Notary Business Talk, the podcast dedicated to sharing ideas, strategies, and techniques to help grow your business and improve your life. And now, with more than two decades of notary business experience, your host, Abraham Zamora, the notary entrepreneur. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Notary Business Talk. My name is Abraham Zamora, and I am the notary entrepreneur. And today, we have a real special guest joining us in studio to uh, talk to you guys for real one-on-one about sort of the anxieties and the stressors that we often experience as notary public. So the title of this show is going to be How to Overcome Notary Anxiety and Stay Motivated. And I think that's all something we would all like to do and learn, wouldn't we? So uh, without further ado, let me uh, introduce Brian Schooley. He's actually the the host of that Lone Signing Dude podcast. And we recently were in a, um, we were invited to a uh, clubhouse. Clubhouse, yeah. Uh, forum thingy that we, and we were both sort of the guest speakers in, in, in that. And as a result, we ended up connecting. And then we ended up finding out that we're literally neighbors. I mean, we're <laughs> yeah. right next to each other. Yep, so yep. Um, he's in studio now. We've already started uh, sort of hanging out. And I think that's a, one of the beautiful things about what we do is we get to make connections with really cool, interesting people. And so uh, today we're going to talk about Brian's story, how he got started in this industry. I think a lot of you will be able to relate with him and his story and uh, uh, and then kind of what he's learned to sort of do in his own personal life to overcome sort of the stressors and the anxiety of coming from an employee background to now being an entrepreneur, which is I mean, wouldn't you agree? It's a completely different world, right? It is a different world, yeah. Absolutely. So uh, so definitely we're going to get into that. But hey, we have a brand new sponsor to this show that I'm going to be really excited to introduce. It's a, it's, a, it's a software service that both Brian and I use. We both love. And uh, it's a company called Notary Gadget. And essentially what it is, it's a way for you to log in your orders Every time you have an appointment, loan signing appointments, it helps you sort of keep track of your mileage every year. So at the end of the year, when you're going to do your taxes, you have the best possible opportunity to maximize any kind of tax benefits or rebates you're going to get. And it's really affordable. I mean, for the cost of two coffees, you're going to get an amazing piece of software that's going to really, really help you run your business more effectively and efficiently. And then the name of that company is Notary Gadget. So if you guys would uh, like more information about Notary Gadget, I encourage you guys to go to notarygadget.com forward slash notary business talk. If you go through that link, it not only allows you to get access to that course at no additional cost, but it also helps support me and this show. So if you guys find value in this podcast and would like to support me and the work that I'm doing, I encourage you guys to go visit there and trade value for value with me here. Uh, it would really help me with with uh, with supporting this show. So without further ado, hey, Brian, welcome to the show, man. Hey, hey how are you? <laughs> yo, 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 let, let's do your signature intro. To I know. Yo, 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 what's yo, going yo, down? Yo. <laughs> California boy over here. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but um, hey, so let's uh, let's get into it. So you uh, uh, so you started off. T- tell us kind of what what you did before you became a loan signing agent and then kind of how you you found out about this career and how you transitioned and how now you're a 
a full-time successful loan signing agent. So yeah. how did that all get started with you? Um, well, I guess it's a long road. I was in sales um, for 20 years. I think when I was about 20 or 21 years old, I, um, I got into sales and I was selling um, commercial truck tires and construction tires. Um, and I was an outside salesman. So I would just drive all over Southern California and, um, yeah, selling to all different kinds of people. Um, and I did that for 20 years. Um, and it was always, it was, it was an okay job, you know, it paid the bills, but, um, you know, in SoCal, it's hard to get ahead, you know, so, uh, <laughs> you know, expensive, yeah. yeah, it's expensive. It's expensive. Um, so, um, you know, um, man, I was, I was a single dad at this time um, when I heard about doing loan signings and I was driving, which is what I always did. And I was, you know, for my other job and I started listening to a podcast called the side show, the side hustle show okay. with Nick Loper. Sure. And I was listening to that and I listened to three or four episodes and there were some cool ideas about, you know, like having a Amazon account, you know, you can make t-shirts and I'm kind of like creative guy or whatever. So I was like, Oh, that's cool. Um, but it wasn't really my thing. I don't know. It just didn't hit home. And then, um, I heard a podcast about doing loan signings. Um, uh, Mark Wills was on the show for who is that the loan signing system dude, if you guys don't know, um, he was interviewed on there and I just heard him say, you know, you can make 75 bucks to like, you know, 150 bucks an hour. And I was like, I really need that. <laughs> you know, my thing too, at that time I was working a full-time sales job. So Monday through Friday. And then at, I had also picked up a second job on the weekend just to make oh, some wow. more money. And I, I, it was another sales job, but I mean, it was like the worst, it was just a horrible job <laughs> and it was like commission only. And so I was like Monday through Friday spending all my time, you know, doing my other job. And then Saturday and Sunday I was just draining myself. And, um, and then, so when I heard this, I thought my problem at that point was I had maxed out all of my time mm -hmm. and I was just, there was nothing else for me to do. So, um, and this is when you were a single dad mm -hmm. with three daughters. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I got one daughter. I'm going nuts. <laughs> three daughters. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, also you can see like why I was really stressed. So when I heard like, you know, I was making, I think it was like, it was commission or like minimum wage, you know, okay. but so if you didn't sell anything, you got minimum wage. So whatever that was like four years ago was, was not great. And, um, to spend all weekend doing that was just, it was just devastating my soul. You know what I mean? Right. And so when I heard I could make this much money per hour, I, I was like, that sounds really interesting. So, um, that was like my initial entrance into, you know, becoming a notary and, and loan signing. So really I had never thought about it. I'd never even heard about it. Um, also what was interesting was like, I had never, um, done anything like, like that, you know, I had never, you know, signed up for like a pyramid scheme or, you know what I mean? Anything like that. Um, like network marketing. Yeah. Anything. Right, right. I was just, I was kind of like a hard worker and, um, I never really took a chance, you know what right. I mean? So this was like the first time I ever took a chance and kind of, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's how I got into it. Um, I became a notary and then I also, you know, took like the loan signing system course at the same time. And, and yeah, it's been, it's been amazing ever since. Wow. That's, well, first of all, kudos for having the courage, right? Yeah. Yeah. To, to take the first step. I know a lot of notaries who listen to this podcast know exactly how that feels. A lot of them have actually gone through that process of, of making the, the, the decision to, to kind of cross the line as you were referring to mm -hmm. earlier. So, mm -hmm. uh, but now let me ask you this because a 20 year employee, right? Yeah. That's a certain kind of thinking. Yes, it is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then now you're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Now you're working for yourself. Mm -hmm. 
you make what you earn, mm-hmm. yeah. not what you yeah. think you deserve, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, and and if and you know, in this business, we have cycles. Now, for the last couple of years, it's been really, really busy, and yeah. so we haven't really experienced that, particularly for new notaries. But now that you, uh, now that we're starting to sort of experience this, uh, like a, a, a slowdown with rates going up, we're starting to see less work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in general, what kind of anxieties would you say you? you've you've experienced now that you're an entrepreneur and you're self-employed and kind of doing your own thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that anxiety was the thing that, that held me in my other job. Um, when, when, so after about three years of doing notary work on the side, um, everybody, this is such a crazy thought, but I was, you know, working full time and then also doing the notary stuff. And I had, I was making two to three times as much money per month, doing notary work Mm -hmm. as I was in my full-time job. So I had doubled, if not tripled it. Right. And I was still scared to leave because I had that mentality, you know, of, of, of safety. And that's what I I was afraid of. Unsafe, unsafety. Is that a word? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I was, I was afraid of of that. And the interesting thing was I had this kind of like thought one day I said, dude, I'm like a trained dog. Like, you know how like you see a dog run around a yard and yeah. there's, there's like a berm, you know how he like kind of carves it out like that. I was like, I'm like that. I do the same thing every day. Uh, but, but it's like, but now that I have this other job, it's like the gate is gone, but I'm still running the same route. Cause I'm afraid to go like outside. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, it was just like this thought I had. And I thought like, dude, I'm free. Like I could just go outside the lines. I don't have to do this thing every day, you know, which was basically getting up in the morning, going to work, you know, doing the same thing every day. Um, and, and that, so I was afraid to take that step and I was afraid to take that, take that leap. Um, but it, man, it was, it was amazing when I did. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think there's a lot of people who, who are listening to the show or, or watching this on YouTube mm-hmm. or watching it through video. And for those of you who are listening to this through the podcast, just know this is being recorded and you can actually see the audio. Uh, you can see this handsome <laughs> man, Brian on camera who just waved. Um, but for those, there are people who are probably still on the fence. They want to yeah. be notaries or they're working for what, what ended up happening in your mind? What was a mind shift that happened that eventually gave you the courage to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take that leap of faith, if you will. Mm. It's a tough question because it was like a, for me, I've seen other people just make the change, you know? Um, and, but, but for me personally, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, like a thinker, you know, I'm a warrior, you know what I mean? So like, gosh, I don't know. Um, you know, one of the things that was driving me crazy was at my other job was, um, you know, I was in sales and then I became the sales manager and there, there was people above me who were making decisions that I thought, man, if I was the boss, I could do this better. Yeah. And it was like the first time in my life I'd ever got to that point. I thought you're not running this thing effective, you know, like I could do better. And I mean, I'm not dissing this person or anything, but I was just thinking that I started thinking that way. And so I thought, man, I could just do my own thing and I don't have to answer to anybody. And I don't want to be underneath somebody who is dictating how my business goes, you know? Um, you know, there was, there was like a sales manager above me or a manager above me who was like, don't do this and don't do that. And I'm like, well, why? Cause we could, we could make more money if we did this, you know, we could be more successful, but he kind of had ideas of how he wanted to do things. And I was like, man, I, if I was my own boss, I could, I could do this better, yeah. you know? And so I think that that was a, like a kind of a shift of, of thinking. And then the other thing was, um, 
you know, when you work for somebody else, I mean, everybody knows this, it's obvious, but you, you know, in sales anyways, you know, like, let's say I made like a million, I sold a million dollars last year, you know, and and then I got paid, you know, from that million dollars, like a hundred thousand. I mean, there's a gap there. Sure. Sure. (laughs) There's a huge gap there. And I got to thinking to myself, because what happened with me was, you know, I was like, oh, I make, I made $2,000 last month, you know, in notary work or something. And I thought I kept all of it. You know what I mean? Obviously I'm putting some aside for taxes, but when I sold 2000, I made 2000. And so that the allure of, of, of all the money going to me was huge. Yeah. 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 A huge motivator. Yeah, huge motivator. It reminds me of something Tony Robbins once talks about. He says most people are motivated by two things, either trying to avoid pain or gain <laughs> some kind of pleasure or some kind of value, right? Yeah. Both values, right? I mean, nobody wants to experience pain. Right. Uh, so it sounds like you had a mixture of both, avoiding the pain of, of just kind of uh, working for someone and, and, and seeing the inefficiencies and you think, thinking you, you could probably do better and, yeah. and, 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 ha- and wanting a platform where you can prove that, right? Yeah. At the same time, just you know, the, the idea of wanting to make more money. I mean, money, making money is a beautiful thing, right? Yeah, definitely. And uh, <laughs> money, it, the more money you make, the more, essentially, it's the more, va- it's the value you're offering other people, right? Yeah. Value is a, is a means of, um, of exchange for, from productive people to productive people. And the more money you make, it just means you've added more value to other people because yeah. they're willing to give you more money, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a measure of, yeah. how, of how, how much value you're offering to society. But let me ask you this. So that was your first anxiety and you, you sort of overcame it. But then once you actually got into the business, I mean, there, now there's a whole new level of anxiety of trying mm-hmm. to run your own business. And how, how, how would you describe that? And, and how would you describe it now that things are starting to slow down? And you're, you, you, you mentioned a couple of days ago, you know, I, I, I woke up and I had no job because I, you know, <laughs> yeah. there was, there was no work that day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, talk yeah. about those kind of anxieties. Yeah. It's definitely something, um, being an entrepreneur is uncomfortable. Uh, and I think that's why uh, to a certain extent, but you have to learn to like enjoy it and right. learn to like live in it and kind of like re- relish it. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, like I, I told you the other day, I woke up one morning and, and I was, I had no, no, no job schedule for that day, you know? And so <laughs> I was joking with my wife. I was like, uh, basically like, I don't have a job, you know, I'm like, I'm, going to be homeless like in a little bit, you know, oh, I was, God. I was just joking, you know, like, and we were kind of going back and forth. Um, but, at, but at the same time though, the beautiful part about being an entrepreneur and I, and it was like, that was my mindset in the morning. I was kind of like in fear mode, like, Oh man, I got to like get out. I got to like, I got to find a job, you know? And then, and then it changed into this thing of like how beautiful it is to be able to actually just go out and find business. Mm -hmm. You know, if I worked, you know, for, um, like, uh, you know, in retail or something like that, they might have me scheduled, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and, and that's it. There's nothing else I can do. You know what I mean? I'm going to get that wage, but, but being a notary, I can go out every single day and, and create business out of nothing. You know, I have no business. I can go out in the morning and go see, you know, five, you know, title companies. And by the end of the day, you know, I'll have most likely, you know, have a job. And if not, that will translate, you know, maybe tomorrow we'll get a job. So, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's like learning to live in the uncomfortable, but also seeing like the value of it, you know, at the same time, there's a lot of days that go by, you know, like if I have like a, I'll, I'll be able to like go to like, you know, my son's baseball game, you know, or, or I'll be able to take my daughter's, you know, to get her car fixed. You know, the other right. day we were driving to get it fixed, you know, and, um, so it's actually learning to be able to be okay with the off time. Right. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird thing. Cause sure. 
especially when you worked for like, you know, um, big business for like 20 years. Um, the only thing you can do is work, you know, from eight in the morning to five at night. Um, so this, and that you kind of feel comfortable in that, but this is, there's a little uncomfortableness, but yeah. So it becomes your normal in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then having to not, not, so having the freedom of time in a sense, it's, there's an adjustment there to is. have it become your new normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny for like, I've been doing this for 20 years and uh-huh. like I think the first 15 years, the first two months, two weeks out of the month, I was yeah. always freaking out. Yes. Yeah. 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 Cause it was slower <laughs> typically. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but that's, so that's, let's just say, let's name this number of these. So that would be the first stressor is the idea of having consistent work mm-hmm. uh, and your ways of uh, sort of overcoming that motivation is one, just being comfortable with the idea that sometimes you're not going to have work yeah. and uh, you know, and, enjoy the time that you have, exactly, right? Exactly. And then uh, also just uh, the idea of being proactive and going out there and finding uh, the idea that you have control over your, yeah. your, your future financially. Yeah. And, um, yeah. The next thing we talked about was this, this idea of anxiety of making mistakes, mm-hmm. uh, particularly when you're a new notary mm-hmm. and uh, so talk about that and kind of how you've over overcame those anxieties and fears and, yeah. uh, um, you know, and, and got, and what, what motivated you f- what was the motivation that kept you from not moving forward because you were afraid to make mistakes? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing that I learned as far as with making mistakes is that you just got to own it. Right. This, this actually is like a huge problem and like, this is a way bigger issue, but like in our society, like nobody owns anything, you know, I can just do whatever and kind of like, man, you can't, whatever, <laughs> you know, don't yeah. judge me for this or whatever. I didn't do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what I see from, from escrow officers who is, you know, that's who I primarily work for is if I communicate something and and if I made a mistake, if I communicate and I say, what do we need to do to get this right? Um, everything, everything, everything usually works out. So like, let's say I I miss a signature or something like that. Um, you know, I I bring it back to the office escrow officer and she's like, you missed the signature and I'll just be like, okay, cool. I'm going to go get it right now. Like, or what do you need? You know, uh, communication is key. And then owning it being like, oh my gosh, that is my bad. Right. That's my mistake. And then what can I do? Because what I hear from other escrow officers or from escrow officers is that, um, is that somebody will make a mistake and then they don't want to make it right. Right. You know, I've even heard people say like, like a, like a notary will be like, well, I mean, are you going to pay me to go back out there and right. fix it? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? No, like I paid you the first time, you know, and, and, and you messed it up. And the other thing is, is, uh, so just communication. If you just communicate, whether it's a signing service, you know, or direct business, if you communicate with people, I mean, it, it goes so far. Right. It really goes so far. Um, and, you know, one of the things I learned too early on in the business was that my, this is a service business. This is the way I look at it. And my job is to serve these, these people, you know, whether it's a title company or the signing service. Um, so if they're asking me to go do a job and I do it incorrectly, I didn't service them. I didn't do it right. You know what I mean? I'm not, even though I'm my own boss, like, um, I'm still like submitting to service. You know what I mean? I'm like saying, I'm going to serve you in this way. And, and, and just having that mindset goes a long way to kind of like, um, you know, like you're saying to cure like anxiety of doing something wrong because it, rather than hiding, cause that's what most people do, sure. <laughs> they hide, yeah. you know, they make a mistake and then they try to hide, you know, but, um, it's just coming out and saying like, oh man, I made a mistake. Like, how are we going to fix this? And I think that's like key for, um, whoever you're working with is to be like, how are we going to fix it? Cause like we're a team, you know, cause right. I think what happens a lot of times is I make a mistake and then I'm like, oh, how are you? 
oh, sorry, you, you have to fix it, you right. know, or that's how an escrow officer feels or whatever. But, um, so yeah, I, you know, I think owning your mistakes is, is the biggest way to, to kind of stay, you know, anxiety free. And, and actually it's just taking charge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think, I think there's a misconception in, in, and for everyone who's listening to the show, I think we have this idea that we can't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. This, this idea that we need to be perfect. Yeah. And what I don't think people realize, I think sometimes they, they forget that escrow officers and signing service companies are people, right? right. Just regular people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, who doesn't make mistakes? Yeah. I think the issue becomes what you were saying is when you don't own up to that mistake and, Definitely. and, and are willing to make a... So uh, he, let me just tell you guys this from working on both ends of the business. Notaries, we know you're going to make mistakes, guys. It's going to happen. <laughs> But the attitude you take towards that mistake and how you and 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 the actions you take to try and resolve those mistakes is what's going to set you apart. Mm -hmm. We know you're going to make mistakes. Everyone makes them. It's expected. Just own up to it. Do what do what Brian did and, and says and, and, and just go out there and fix it as soon as you possibly can with a positive attitude. Be apologetic. Now, if you do it consistently and if you're doing it all the time, well, then I mean, it, you, you definitely don't want to make too many mistakes, but. You know, and, and, and you can resolve that with training. I mean, that's a technical issue that can be fixed by just uh, having more experience and getting and getting properly trained. And there's plenty of training programs out there for that. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, but I think yeah, having that attitude that you don't have to be perfect. Yeah. And if you make a mistake, go out there and fix it. Uh, yeah. Uh, it sounds like really helped you with your anxiety. And yeah. Sort of overcome yeah. That. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, there is this, like you're saying, there is a perception that everybody expects perfection. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure where it comes from, but definitely in the notary world, it's like, you can't make one mistake. That's what, that's just kind of what everybody feels like. But, um, you know, that's just not what I found out either, you yeah. know, but as long as you're, as you're kind to your escrow officer or whoever you're working with, um, yeah, mistakes are, you know, it's part of life. And I think one of the other things you said was just being proactive about letting them know, Hey, I made a mistake. I'm going to go fix it. You know? So I yeah. think that's good. But yeah. Uh, so it's, um, uh, anxiety number two is making mistakes. And, and the way to stay motivated is to first uh, check your expectations, realize that you don't have to be perfect. And if you make mistakes, own up to it, fix it. Uh, I think that will go much further than mm -hmm. trying to deny it and avoid yeah. it. Uh, insane motivation. Yeah. Something else I was just thinking as you're talking sure. was I've, uh, I've kind of, I've, I've done this like multiple times. I, I just did it the other day. Um, I actually went to one of my escrow officers and I said like, I don't understand this form. Like, just like fill me in more, you yeah. know, give me more information. Um, wow. That's, that's big. Yeah. I think I, cause I think they, there's some forms that they're confused on, you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. Um, so anyways, you know, like I've done that multiple times where I've just said like, um, this is, this is what I, this was key. I was like, how would you explain this form? Right. Do you know what I mean? And so, um, obviously I have good relationships with these people already. They're people who use me. So they're not like thinking, I don't know anything about doing signings, but, um, just communicating with them being like, let's talk about this form. What does it exactly mean? Um, how would you explain it to the customer, to the borrower? You know, um, I've said that multiple times with, with escrow officers. So, um, and then they, they know like you're just a regular dude and you know, or a girl and, and, and it's almost, it brings you guys kind of into alignment, you know, like, um, um, 
yeah, it's just it's a good thing to do. Yeah. Well, and and it also tells them that you're the kind of person that's willing to become better. Yeah, and you're yeah, willing yeah. to learn, and you're not afraid to ask for help. Yeah, which I think is what gets most notaries in trouble is that when they don't know, <laughs> they just try to sort of yeah half ass it, it yeah. right yeah and then uh, and then they realize they they did you know worse than they um, yeah that never goes good yeah. yeah no, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, so mistake number two, making mistakes, anxiety, mm -hmm. number two, making mistakes and just communication, just yeah. like we talked about yeah. earlier. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the third anxiety we were talking about is just the, the, the anxiety of, uh, or the fear of being rejected. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you were saying about that earlier. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, I think one of the problems or one of the hardest things I think for, for notaries to do is, is to realize that part of their job is sales. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a lot of training out there for, you know, um, how to perform a good loan signing, you know, how to do a jurat or an acknowledgement. Um, but what there's not training on is, um, is sales. And so what I hear is a lot of people are saying like, Oh, I, w I drove like to this escrow office, you know, and like, I was going to go inside and I got in the parking lot and I just like froze, you know? <laughs> um, and then they left and they never even went inside, wow, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, being in sales for 20 years, I, I got over that, but there is like a fear of being rejected. That is huge. I think it's probably the hardest part for most notaries. Um, you know, and I guess, I mean, the number one thing with that is just to realize that, um, they're not rejecting you. Right. Because generally the only way we have like a, an understanding of rejection is like, uh, is, here's me rejecting you. It's personal. You know what I mean? That's why, you know, that's how most rejection in work or in life goes. Um, but you know, you just have to understand that they have somebody they're already using or they don't know you from anybody or they don't have time right now. Or, I mean, there's a thousand reasons why, you know, um, why will they, well, they why they would reject, you know, your, your sales pitch or whatever. Right. Um, but you know, and some, and sometimes the first time you talk to somebody, I mean, it's a total rejection. Uh, they might throw you out of there so fast, you know, you don't even know what happened. You didn't even get a chance to say anything, but, um, but going back, it shows them something, yes. you know, and you're not going back being annoying. I mean, obviously, but I mean, some people do that, but like, but you go back, you know, like in humbleness and just, and just like, Hey, you know, last time, you know, I, you know, I gave you my card, but I just want to stop back in, you know, let you know I'm here if you need me. Um, you know, and so just, yeah, the fear of rejection is huge, but, but getting over that, um, is key to any entrepreneur. Yeah. 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 yeah I think psychologically, right. It's one of the, yeah. the biggest, of uh, biggest hurdles for people. And, uh, just listening to what you were saying, I think this idea, uh, this idea that, yeah, first of all, they don't, they don't, shouldn't take it personal. Mm -hmm. Uh, and timing is everything, but, yes. um, there's this thing that I do with my kid. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> and, uh, we've been playing this game and I forget where I got it from, but it's this idea that, and some guy did this on YouTube uh -huh. where he made it his goal to get rejected a hundred times. <laughs> And every day he needed to get rejected at least once. And if he did, he got a point in uh -huh. his mind, right? <laughs> so he would go up to people and he would do like the weirdest, make the weirdest requests. Like yeah. I think one one of the things he did was he uh, he had a, a potted plant and he went up to uh, some guy who was watering his lawn. And he uh -huh. says, can I plant this? <laughs> In your lawn. In your yard, <laughs> right? Nice, yeah. I mean, an outrageous request. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and the guy said no. Mm. But then the follow-up question, so he got rejected, right? Mm. And it, by the way, after 100 days, he felt like yeah. it wasn't, it didn't affect him at it's all. It's over. The yeah, rejections. Yeah. Like he got over rejections, right? But what he found out was oftentimes it's not no because they don't want to, mm -hmm. but because there's some other reason. So one of the things he always followed up with was why, mm. right? Yeah. 
So he asked the guy, he says, well, why can't I plant this in your backyard, for example? He <laughs> goes, because you know why? I have a dog that would tear it up in five seconds. Ah. But if you ask my neighbor across the street, she loves plants, and I'm sure she'll let you plant your yeah, plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy goes across the street, mm-hmm. asks the lady, and says, hey, I just talked to the neighbor in front. <laughs> I asked him if I could plant this plant in his yard, and he said no. But he said, you might be interested. She goes, yeah, I would love to. Oh, my gosh. She got the lady to let him plant. <laughs> that is rad. Plant. Isn't that cool? <laughs> that is cool, yeah. yeah. So when he was ex- his goal was to get rejected. What he ended up realizing was that most of the time he got rejected, but a few times when he would ask why he got a different reason than what he thought mm. was the reason for why he was getting rejected, which is what you're referring to is, you yeah. know, there might be a different reason than what you think it is. Yes. Yes. And on a few occasions they actually said, <laughs> yes. Can <laughs> you believe that? Yeah. That's awesome. That's Dude. awesome. Yeah. That's a, you know, that's what I was talking. I brought this up to you earlier about pretenses, right? right. I, was, I was saying this, um, uh, that we have like a, an idea, like a preset idea of how this, conversation is going to go, right. you know, and it, and it's for everything in life, but you know, we're talking about sales here. I mean, basically, and, but it's like, we do have a mindset that like, when I go in here, they're going to reject me for this reason. And when you go in there like that, uh, you know, you're kind of sunk already, right. you know what I mean? Um, so, you know, one of the things I've been working on is like, is just, I just say, it's just like kill the pretense. Like what's my pretense about this situation? You know, my, I'm going to go in there and, you know, I don't have enough experience or, um, you know, they already have somebody or whatever it is, like, just like kill it, like get rid of it and walk in there, you know, with openness. Because like what you're saying with the dude with the plant is, is like he got rejected for something his thing was, or my thing would be like, this guy's going to reject me because he doesn't want it to be planted in his yard because he loves his yard and it's his way. But the truth was that, like you said, there was something else. It was like yeah. a dog. And so if you just, yeah, it's, it's, it's like forgetting all the ideas of all the things that could happen and just going in there like free and just, just like flowing, you know, with the experience, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, and it reminds me of uh, that podcast you put out where you said turning lemons into lemonade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you talked about how you there was this um, this escrow office that you had visited a long time ago, and they were using the daughter, right? The, yeah, yeah, to yeah. To do the notary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so you you stopped going because you assumed. Yes, exactly. That they weren't going to use you anymore. Yeah. And then it turns out the daughter started working in the office. Right, yeah. Couldn't go out anymore. You end up going back. Yes, yes. And they're like, where the hell have you been? Yeah. Because they yeah. needed you this whole yeah. time. And yeah. And your preconceptions kept you from going in. Exactly. I think that's a perfect illustration. It is. And, you know, the funny thing about that story was they it had... I probably hadn't seen him in six, eight months. Oh, wow. So, I mean, I probably could have been getting signings all that time. And then the thing that just blew my mind even more and just made me like so like, oh, was they gave me a signing that moment. Do you know what I mean? Like it oh, was, it, right. it was so funny because they tell me like, oh, we're not using her anymore and we could really use you, but we don't know, you know, what, like whatever. And then literally another escrow officer walks out from the other room with a sticky note and she's like, here, get this done. Right. And it was just like that fast. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, because I had ideas in my head about why they weren't using me, and I just, I just drove it into the ground, really. Right. <laughs> yeah, but for some reason that day I went, I tried, you know, I got past my, my pretense. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of the things we can give people who have never been in sales, because you've been in sales for, oh shoot, now twenty five years yeah, if you yeah. count the notary business. Yeah. Uh, I started off. My career was a shoe salesman, so yeah. I've been in sales my whole life. I think one of the things to know is that. And I think you made a very good point and I'll touch on this, but I think the stages 
of prospecting is number one, you come in the first time and they'll, they just forget about you. Yeah. Okay. Then you keep coming a couple more times. Then they get annoyed by you right. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they, they become annoying. But then after a couple of those, it turns into respect. Yeah. I think they begin to respect your commitment, your tenacity. And I think it says something about the kind of person you are. You're committed. You're loyal. You're willing to, you, you clearly have, you believe that what you have to offer. I mean, there's so many subconscious messages that you are mm-hmm. communicating to your prospect by never giving up. Yeah. That I think even, even if it's not consciously, cognitively uh, acknowledged, I think yeah. subconsciously it, it paints an image of you're that kind of person that just never gives up and who wouldn't want to work with, with yeah. someone who's a champion and never wants to give up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine, well, not, I would imagine, I know that um, a lot of escrow officers tell me like a person would come in once and kind of put on a production and they, they would never see him again. Right. You know? Um, but as you were talking, I was remembering, you know, I used to sell, you know, tires into the construction industry, which okay. is rough. Like these dudes are rough, you know? <laughs> and um, I went to this one place one day and the dude, I mean, he just, he, literally was yelling at me, cussing at me. And it wasn't my fault, but it was because of something the company had done in the past. You know, he was just like, get out of here, you know, and like, don't ever come back, you know? And, um, uh, a couple weeks later I was in that area and I was like, Oh my, go in there again, you know? And the dude was just like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I just want to see, you know, if like, you know, you, you need some tires or whatever, you know what I mean? I started selling them and he was just looking at me and he's like, you got a lot of guts, bro. And, and the thing about him, was he was testing me. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Sure. And he was like giving it to me hard. But then like when I came back and I didn't come back with attitude, I was just like, Hey bro, what's going on? You know, like I just let it go over me. And then he was just like, and we ended up doing business for years, you know, because wow. yeah. That yeah. Deserves a fist bump, yeah. Right? I know. I know. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, story, you know, and sometimes people are testing you, you know, the escrow officers or whoever, they might see you come in and they might be like, Oh, we'll see, you know, but, and if you, yeah, like you said, consistency, will always win yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah good stuff man well hey listen how can people learn about you kind of if they want to get more of these sort of insights that you have wh- where can they go to get more information about you yeah i mean the easiest thing to do is um just go to instagram okay you can look me up at that loan signing dude mm-hmm. um that's kind of how you find me um from there you can link to the podcast um you know i think you can also email me from there and maybe text, I don't know, or call me or whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's all on there. Um, but basically go there, go to Instagram, um, follow me on Instagram, and then check out the podcast. It's on every platform almost. So, okay. um, And the podcast is sort of like, it's sort of like a, almost like a, a, a chronicle or like a like a diary of, of my loan signing you know, career. Yeah. I start, you know, like in the beginning, I'm a little bit more talking about like how I got started and some of the things, you know, I've done to get where I am. But then now it's kind of turned into more of like an idea of like, um, I'm doing the same thing as my listeners, you know, we're, we're driving to, uh, you know, assigning together. I'm talking and a lot of them I, I do in the car, you know, while I'm driving, like literally to assigning. So, yeah. um, it's fun, you know, it's like a lot of hanging out, a lot of just, you know, uh, you know, I always try to just, give a positive message, you know, cause I think that people need that these days to stay positive, like just in the world. And then also, you know, as an entrepreneur, man, it's hard to stay positive. So, sure. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's the main way. Also, uh, I mean, I'm on Facebook. I don't, I don't use it too much, but then also, uh, I'm on TikTok, so you can find me there. Awesome. <laughs> not doing dances, not doing dances. <laughs> I mean, not yet. 
But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a music guy, though, right? You, I am a music yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I should get my guitar and start singing or something. Oh, like that. you know, my fiance's a drummer. <laughs> oh no way! We yeah. can start a band. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, man, it was yeah. really great having yeah, you here thank in you. studio it was so and fun. joining us. Great information and. Uh, uh, quickly, I'll mention our, our sponsor one more time, uh, yeah. Notary Gadget. Again, we both use Notary Gadget mm -hmm. uh, every day for all of our notary appointments. And so to get more information on them, go to notarygadget.com forward slash notary business talk. And uh, hey, listen, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. I hope you guys got some value out of hearing uh, both Brian and I have this uh, very interesting conversation. Yeah. And uh yeah, it was great to have you guys along. And uh, until next time, just stay productive and we'll see you soon. Take care, guys. See ya. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Notary Business Talk. To learn more about becoming a notary entrepreneur or to find out how Abraham can help you achieve your business goals, visit notarybusinesstalk.com. Nice.